Hello and welcome to Treks, I'm Tim. And I'm Harry. And this is episode number 56. And I'll tell you what listeners, it's one of our most anticipated ones yet. We've been going for just over a year, as you all know. And for nearly the entire time, we've been trying to find an opportune moment to have a... I guess that we see as something of a kindred spirit on the show. He goes by the name of Jay Williams and... He is not only an absolutely brilliant podcaster, but also a huge music fan like us, and a guy with great taste and a great presence on mic, I'm going to say. Mm, very good. Uh, a so stand-up we, guy. Yeah. And we've had conversations online before, a few times, but this is the first time we spoke to the man behind the podcast, behind the Twitter account, in real life, and I can honestly say it was one of the greatest pleasures we've had whilst we've been doing tracks. Can you agree more? Without further ado, I don't want to mess you guys around. I can tell from such a glowing intro for Jay that you just want to hear who he is. Who is this guy? That is the question going through all your heads. So, we are going to go to a certain place and hear a certain man. What is that place, Harry? Uh, that is the flip side of whatever this is. Exactly. And Jay's going to be there. So let's all leg it. Shall we begin? Let's begin. So, man, like, as I believe Harry has previously informed you, and as our listeners uh, who have heard our previous guest episodes will know, when we have someone on, we get them to do an old, new, borrowed, blue music selection. And I think it's about time we started that out. So uh, we're going to ask you for your old song. My old song. Well, first yeah. of all, have you guys... I, I think Harry's seen my list. Yes. Tim, have you seen my list? I have not seen your list. Okay. So this is, all, this is all new for me. <laughs> Harry, have you... We've talked about at least one of these artists on in this discussion. Were you familiar with any of the other songs? I am familiar with uh, all but one band, all but one choice of yours. Okay, cool. Yeah, so my old song is actually my favorite song of all time, and that's Counting Crows Round Here. Uh, I am not a big fan of Counting Crows, but yet they have my favorite song of all time, and uh, it's simply because probably back in high school, I'm not much of a lyric guy. I, I don't really care. I mean, lyrics are probably the last thing that I refer to when I'm listening to music. Like if somebody has great lyrics, that's just like a cherry on top. And, I'm, a, I'm uh, a bit like that as well. That's, yeah. Harry, Harry's that guy, whereas it's, for me, I'm the exact polar opposite. It's kind of what I hear first and then everything else. So if someone's talking absolute nonsense, even if it, even if <laughs> musically it's great, I, I just I struggle. Well, are you guys familiar with this song at all? Uh, I know Cat and Crows, but I don't. Yeah, know. No. it might be one of those where I hear it straight away and I'll I'll know it. But I know you know uh, Mr. Jones things like that. But yeah, um, the song about his dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not convinced. Maybe I do. Well, this song is. Uh, I think it's the first, is it the first track on August and everything after their first album? Um, am I right about that? I am Spotify just... is telling me, yes, that's correct. It's the first <laughs> track on that album. 
And uh, I remember hearing it just, and yeah, I'm like you guys, I'm sure I've heard all their big hits and this is a fan favorite for sure. But the first time I heard this song, I remember just being absolutely blown away by the lyrics first, actually, and then the music second. This song, it's like, it's sort of spoken word. It's almost like poetry. And I remember listening to this back in, when I was in high school. And even though it was older for me then, it just, I mean, I was obsessed with this song. It has movements in it. Like there's like five different versions of this song inside the same song. It's crazy. I mean, it changes the more you listen to it. And it's it's just an absolutely beautiful song. Um, and any like I said, anytime lyrics jump out at me, it's something special. I think there's something for people to relate to in this song in different parts of it. Like if you're going through a breakup, if you're going through a fight with somebody, if you're happy, I mean, whatever it is, this this song lyrically, it kind of covers the whole gamut. Wow. It's, I mean, it sounds great. I'm excited to hear it. Roughly, if you had to guess, what kind of year would you say this first hit you? And what kind of age as well is the other, Ugh. I think, interesting thing? So, well, it's funny because I remember listening to Counting Crows when I was really young. Like, it probably maybe like 92. I remember my parents used to have an alarm clock that would go off in the morning and it would play. It would, well, as alarm clocks do, um, it would play music. <laughs> Uh, from a local radio station and they would always play uh, like a lot of interesting music. I remember hearing REM for the first time, but the song that would always come on was actually long December by counting crows, um, which is another great song. But uh, I, that was sort of all I knew of them and somebody showed or no, some band that I went and saw play in high school covered this song. So I think it was maybe like junior year. So I was probably, how old are you about 15 16 i don't um, know what junior year means <laughs> it's it's thir- sorry third year it's third year in high school yeah the, right. it's, so there's freshman sophomore junior and senior year and um yeah it's probably 15 16 and i heard the right. song and i just thought that it was it was so beautiful it was just such a beautiful song and even as somebody in high school who thinks that the dumbest things matter I just thought it was great, yeah, of man. Course. Yeah. I mean, I still and think it, the dumb things matter now. I'm 24. <laughs> so. Yeah, it the, just hit me. It just hit me in a weird way. I think the great thing as well is like, um, I mean, I'm guessing, I'm, yeah, we're, we're all young here, but like, I, you know, I still remember like really love it, hearing a song and really loving a song in a, in a time where you couldn't just go and listen to it again immediately. And there was that kind of, sort of that longing to hear again is oh my god that was so good like when am i going to get to hear that again you're kind of watching you know music video tv channels hoping it comes on and i think those sometimes are the songs that stick with you more because you kind of uh there was that lack of immediacy and that kind of you almost remember it as being this amazing song then when you hear it again it kind of fulfills your expectations of like yeah it really is that good Mm. i love it that much have you ever heard a song that stops you in your tracks and just completely like puts you in like a trance or a transformative sort of experience? Like you can't do anything but listen to that song. Yeah. When we, when we got the first, uh, two tracks from 22 a million. Yeah. Uh, Harry sent them to me just to, you know, obviously, well, however many months ago it is now, but when, when he dropped the first two, I was walking to work and I, 
I just I was like I can't I can't go to work now. Like, I, just, <laughs> I need I need to stop walking and I need to stop doing anything and I just need to listen to this because, uh, yeah, just incredible and it's such a feeling because obviously when you listen to a lot of music and a lot of things that you kind of you like but maybe you're not totally taken with and then something hits you like that it's kind of yeah a weird feeling I think yeah that's that's exactly how this song is and you're right a lot of Bonnie Iver stuff is is like that for me I almost can't even listen to his self-titled album just yeah. one song at a time. Well, I I can definitely listen to it. It's, it's fucking great. But yeah. the, I I ha- almost always have to listen to it from start to finish. Like I I um, rarely ever skip yeah. around on it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm exactly the same, especially with that album. Yeah. Almost to the point All where I don't though. even know the track names. Like I'll listen to it, um, from start to finish every time I've ever heard it. Yeah. That I don't. I can't even tell you like a track name because I know they're all like um, state. Uh, I don't know if it's called states actually in Canada. They're all like named after those, aren't they? Or is that the? F- yeah, it's it's just different locations. Like I yeah. think Perth is the first song, and yeah, yeah exactly. I don't know what the second, yeah. Like yeah, <laughs> maybe same thing for you too. Then, like I just don't really recognize uh, or can't really put the song to the name yeah. because I just always listen to it. As and the funny thing is as well, I I listen to like music radio a lot of the time, and when they play like one of those songs. I find it really irritating that the next one doesn't come straight away because you've listened to the album straight through so yeah. many times that it's like nothing you know else. Exactly you can't play anything else to. after this. You can't then put, you know, the jam on. It's like, no, yeah. <laughs> we listen to That's the rest like, of the album. It's like it's like playing Father Stretch My Hands Part 1 and not playing Father Stretch My Hands Part 2. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. It's yeah. impossible to listen to those songs out of order. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. When the song ends, you're already like seeing the next part of the song and then it's there's something else and you're like, what what's happening? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So I think we should have a little listen to the Cannon Crow song because yeah. yeah, we need to make sure we do or do not know this. I've got it all set up. Okay. So let's have it. We came from Nashville with a suitcase in her hand. She says she'd like to meet a boy who looks like Elvis And she walks along the edge of where the ocean meets the land Just like she's walking on a wire in a circus She parks her car outside of my house and takes her clothes off Says she's close to understanding Jesus And she knows that was uh, Cannon Crows with Round here, your old choice, and I think I kind of vaguely remember that song, but to that point where you know when you know you've heard something at some point, but you're not really sure where or when. It's just like I I know this yeah. roughly. Did you know that at all, Harry? No, um, I said halfway through. This sounds like uh, Frightened Rabbit. That's as far as I came with my thoughts <laughs> to that song, really. I just, it does sort of have that sort of epic, like, uh, an, like stadium rock sort of vibe to mm-hmm. it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, really, it, it feels... It's funny because in some ways, sort of instrumentally, it's quite kind of um, refined and quite... Small's the wrong word, but, you know, it feels stripped like... Stripped down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, stripped down. You can imagine just like a few guys on a stage singing it, but also, in some ways, it feels big like it, huge it feels very um and this is just my don't take offense to this it feels very like american prom um absolutely slow dance kind of thing a hundred percent yeah i mean yeah. this is a this is a 90s band back when uh 
they're making shitty teen movies. Well, they're still making shitty teen <laughs> yeah. movies, but yeah, for sure. One yeah. of the only bands that can rock an accordion. They do. I mean, that, that's a big, big move. Like, <laughs> fair play. Anyone who can do that is great. I mean, the only thing like next to rock is like the um the old keyboard Keytar. guitar thing what is the that guitar yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 if you can rock it's a... called what you'd think it'd be called <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> somebody just rocked a guitar recently was it really lady gaga in the super bowl maybe i don't know oh, wow like i that. feel like i, I mean great if it's true they need a. They're over. How American is that? Lady Gaga yeah. with a guitar at the Super Bowl. I mean, that whole. That, I, I watched that and it was very American. I'm, I'm an NFL fan. Well, kind of. I, I, I follow it a bit. But that's. Oh my God. Was, was mad. Are you a big TV watcher? Uh, I would hope so. Most, most normal people I watch, watch a lot of. Um, I'm Tim's not so much. I watch a lot of stuff on Netflix and stuff like that. I yes. don't watch live TV anymore, really. Have you ever watched Friday Night Lights? Oh my god, are you kidding me? Don't <laughs> even. I, we we did an we did an episode. Those, <laughs> oh those, no, my like tenth episode or eleventh or twelfth. I can't remember. But one of my picks was the the um, theme tune to that, just so I could talk about that. Yeah, but <laughs> not, oh my god, but not I even watched, that. Like, uh, no, for because I've never I've never seen it. I'm not really like a. Uh, like that kind of watcher at all but like for months and months on end all I heard was Friday Night Lights and like how much you love the coach and his wife and you wanted <laughs> to know the them and you wanted them to take TV. you in it's like I don't even I like call, my I parents mom and anymore dad. Yeah. yeah I was like when I, don't I watched it my... I said mom yeah. Yeah. No, Dad, don't fight. Yeah, but Harry's like, I don't even want my parents anymore. I want them instead. Like, oh, they're so great. Ridiculous dedication to that show. That show is incredible. I was so. But, it's the last time I remember being so sad when something was finishing. Like, I even I had the last series to watch, and I waited like two months to watch it just because I knew it's the last one. That's amazing. I, for what it's worth, let me just before anybody's listening, this is like this guy. What is his problem? So. <laughs> I watch a lot of TV. I have a podcast where we talk about TV. Uh, that show, for what it is, for being a teen drama about football, like it's it's so much more than that, and it's done really, really well. I mean, my girlfriend yeah. has a hat that says "Make Tim Riggins Great Again," and, uh, <laughs> and it's, I don't even know who it, Tim Riggins is, but I like the fact that it's anything. What, make <laughs> something else great again. That's good. <laughs> The, the music alone in and of itself is is fantastic yeah, i mean so, it's all it's all inspired by like guitar post rock and whatnot explosions in the sky type of stuff they they did that for the movie friday night lights they were the the soundtrack explosions in the sky were and that carried through the entire series of the tv show i mean they didn't perform the soundtrack through the whole tv show but they used that to set the stage for using post rock music uh, just you know reverberated guitars with delay just echoing while people were talking about taking people to prom and i got this girl pregnant and stuff like that so it's great yeah <laughs> so is that kind of um yeah you know, so i always find it interesting in the uh obviously we're all music fans but i like that i like it when you sort of pick up a song or an artist or whatever it is that you then get really into through like an unlikely route. So is it typical for you to get into stuff from like a TV show? Or? Hmm. I sometimes I used to sleep with my TV on and, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I do that. 
that. so uh, we get like late night you know talk shows jimmy fallon and yeah uh, stuff mm-hmm. like that and they would play a lot of music i remember a few instances where i've been woken up by how good a song is and been like what the hell is really? this yeah i can't remember off the top of my head i remember I've- so there's a uh you guys are familiar with the black keys yes yes so there is a there's a project that the black keys did called black rock and it's just uh it's just the black keys but instead of having whoever dan auerbach or whatever sing the songs they got a bunch of rappers to do it okay that sounds really cool yeah, it's a great project, and one of their songs woke me up out of a dead sleep. And also, the band... Have you guys ever heard of Monsters of Folk? Yes. The band Monsters of Folk? Yeah, okay. I have. It's like a super group of like Bright Eyes and uh, a bunch of other people. And yep. uh, they had a song that woke me up from yeah. a dead sleep. So, yeah. See, I used to have the exact... like Sort of the polar opposite in that I used to... Uh, I don't... I, I really don't know why, because it when I think about it now, it's quite odd but i used to like going to sleep to like 24-hour news channels so uh why i don't know because obviously i've slept with sky news on in the background i swear to god i have no but like it it used to be like the thing that would knock me out like if i was i'd like try and go to sleep in like dark and silence and then if that didn't work it's like right put 24-hour news on but then i would have this thing where i kind of i would wake up in the morning sort of half knowing already the news for the day so it's like, did I dream it? Did I imagine this happen? And then I, I like made it happen in the real world. Like you kind of, yeah, it somehow gets into your psyche without you actually being conscious at all. And that was quite disturbing. So I, I stopped that. And now I listen to, as someone who never watches movies or oh, Harry, yeah, Harry knows this. I, <laughs> there's a, there's a, a BBC uh, movie podcast that I listen to to put me to sleep. Partly maybe because I'm not interested in yeah. in movies, but just like their voices are soothing to me. It's called, uh, is it Commode and Mayo? Yeah. Commode and Mayo. Mark Commode and Simon Mayo, they have a movie podcast and yeah, something about their voices. I'm generally a rubbish uh, at getting to sleep person. It takes me hours. Me too. And like a million different sleeping positions and then I'll finally drop off, whereas... I put them on and five minutes later, I'm gone. It's like, oh, they're talking about Spider-Man. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, you got to try melatonin. Melatonin will put you to sleep. It's a, it's a supplement. Oh, really? It's, it's, just, it's essentially like legal heroin. Like not, <laughs> not heroin, but it sounds great. I mean, you can basically go to the store and buy this like supplement next melatonin. to vitamin C and you take it. And the only thing about that is you cannot wake yourself up i mean you can wake yourself up on it but you'll feel like a zombie you just have to naturally let yourself wake up but that's my pro yeah. tip of the day i just want to shout in a mystery jets voice <laughs> melatonin <laughs> yeah exactly that's what i'm thinking of when i thought i knew the word yeah it's not serotonin right so we are going to keep this sort of on a track uh who knows where we'll end up but next up is new a new yep. song from you, Jay. Sort of new. It's not really new. Uh, I, mean, I just wanted we've an had, excuse we've had, to talk about it. We've had people pick new songs which were 10 years old. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're very lenient. <laughs> I just wanted an excuse to talk about it, but we've talked about it a little bit already. But the new Stampa album process, uh, the song I picked was Reverse Faults. I mean, this guy, 
for me personally, he's on like a Bonnie Vare level in terms of his aesthetic. Like I listen to when I listen to Bonnie Vare, uh, I just sit there in an amazement at what I'm hearing, just the different layers of things. And this guy's got that, but it's not just all beautiful piano music. I mean, this guy can groove and this song has an absolutely incredible beat. And I can't tell more people enough about this project and how fantastic it is. I just watched his Coachella performance last week. He streamed it live on YouTube and it was, I mean, he sold the show. He stole the show like Radiohead played. I'm a big Radiohead fan. Bonnie Vare played, uh, Kendrick played, and he hands down stole the show. It was fantastic. Wow, I mean that's quite a shout, you know, yeah. within that uh, company to, to steal the show. So what was it what was it about? You know, was it the voice? Was it the lyrical content? Was it the musicality, <sighs> or just the you know all of for the this above? song in particular? Well, kind of his performance. Okay. And, yeah, and it's just him it, in general. I mean, he has an unbelievable voice. I mean, just that in and of itself. And I'm always, I'm always very skeptical when I see somebody performing live that is very production based. It has a lot of electronic elements. Like for me, Kendrick has always been a, a little bit of a disappointing live performance because he utilizes a live band i know that sounds weird uh, obviously when he was doing to pimp a butterfly stuff it's amazing because a lot of that is live instrumentation and, and all that but uh there's like a, an element of that sub bass that he uses it's just not quite there or mm. you know trap beats that that aren't quite there when it's performed with live instruments so i'm always hesitant and i'm just like use some some element of a backing track well sampha does all of his stuff uh, not all of it with live instrumentation, but does it live in the same vein that Justin Vernon does it with Bonnie Vare stuff. Yeah. He has like five people playing different, you know, keyboards and, uh, you know, synthesizers and all that stuff, sequencers. And it just sounded so good. I mean, he recreated the the vibe that's on his album. Yeah. And, and he doesn't pull a Justin Vernon where he just stands in one spot the whole time. I mean, he, he gets out from behind his whatever – rig he's got and he'll get the crowd hyped up and he's moving and everything and it's it was amazing i i never once um thought that every anytime he played a song um it didn't sound on par with what was on the record and like even when he goes and plays um like uh no one knows me like the piano and stuff and he goes over to his little piano and does that little bit and then like he might he probably did the same thing i can't remember what song he played but at the end, he did like a song on some drums with like a few other people. Yes, he did and that. Like, it was like yeah. a drum circle sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was just like really cool. I really hyped people up and stuff. And he, and he did move around a bit. And like his voice is just... Um, I mean, people are starting to realize it now because people are going to him to be on their albums all the time. We had it with um, Solange and yep. he's been on uh, Kanye. No, it was Kanye. Yeah, yeah. He was on the last... Uh, one of the last songs that were that was added. Oh yeah, Pablo. The, yeah, the last yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's worked on he's worked with James, but he's worked with loads and loads of people, and they're really yeah. starting to realise now that he is a tremendous talent. Yeah. Well, like we said, he is. He feels like the next James Blake, yeah. like the person who makes that crossover, and yeah. is just in just in the gang. Right? Yeah, he's he's part of the in crowd now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that. That album for me so far is the best one I've heard this year. I remember listening to it and thinking, "Well, just my first, 
like going through it the first time, I was like, I love this song. I love this song. My favorite song is uh, Cora Sings from that album. Yeah. That's like just stood out to me as one of the like. Because I, well, when I first play a thing, I, I'm usually in my room. I've got headphones on, and I just kind of stand up and just kind of walk in circles and listen to something. And I remember just being <laughs> like properly bouncing around to it, and just that was, yeah. I mean, I love this. I love this um, album front to back. It's fun for me right now because uh, my girlfriend, like we listen to a lot of this, the same music, not all the same, which is a good thing. You don't want them to be exactly like you. Uh, but the uh, she's she kind of picked up on it on some of the surface level songs like that were, you know, some of the more banger tracks like I think Timmy's Prayer and the song yeah. even. And that that was great when it first came out. But now she's she's starting to discover it like from front to back and really fall in love with it. And like she'll play it when she's getting ready for work and stuff. And I'm just kind of sitting in my office like re-falling in love with it with her as well. And that's it's amazing. It's such a such a joyous experience, I guess. Yeah, definitely. So I guess we'll give Reverse Faults a spin. And uh, we'll come back after that one. Took the brake pads out the car And I flew I smashed this window in my heart And I blamed you This thing is taking me apart Explosive truths Except this time I went too far So that was Reverse Faults by Sampha. Uh, definitely one of the favourites from that album. One of my favourites from that album. I, I think we just waited until that bit, that, that drop. <laughs> yeah, the drop is an unbelievable moment. I remember the first time I heard that. <laughs> just like, I kind of ruined the song for myself. I had to go back and listen to it again. <laughs> I, think I, I think I was on a train the first time I heard the drop. And you kind of, you <laughs> can't help but just like... <laughs> You have to dance to it. Yeah, exactly. Your head's gone, like literally, uh, just bobbing down the carriage. Um, What's funny is I literally just had to get my brake pads changed in my car. So I, I literally took the brake pads out of the car. So this is bringing us to the next part of these questions, which is your borrowed track. Which is always an interesting one in yeah. that uh, who do you immediately think of borrowing music from who's kind of been your big musical influence within your life where did you get your passion <laughs> for music from uh you know all or, of those things kind of uh, tie into this one, one day <laughs> yeah my my uh this is one of my favorite stories but i i've told it before on other podcasts but my the reason i am as passionate and as in love with music as i am today is because of my family, but not because they were musical or anything like that. I mean, I, I do remember them having music around the house, but I remember one day I was riding with my mom uh, somewhere and we were listening to music and I was like playing, you know, started my early air drum career and I was playing drums <laughs> on my, my lap and she turned the music off and said, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm, you know, I'm playing playing drums on my, my my legs and she said you're completely off beat you're not <laughs> on beat at all and like you're she just mom. she i mean i was young too she must have had a bad day you're doing and it wrong just, and i was like what i didn't even know what that meant what does that mean on beat and like she was like no this is on beat and she was like 
snapping her fingers. <laughs> I was like, oh. So, I mean, my love of music basically uh, started because my family was making fun of me. Uh, <laughs> and and I, I also remember another time my cousins, who were like a couple years older than me, they came over to the house. I was really young, and they said, uh, they said, oh, wh- what music are you listening to? And at the time, I, I didn't know. I wasn't keeping up with the music. I was like, oh, I like, like NSYNC, I like Backstreet Boys and stuff like that. <laughs> who, who, I don't know if you guys know who NSYNC is. Yeah, I'm sure. of course. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Right and, yeah. and, uh, and they're like, well, we're not listening to that anymore. I said, okay, well, what are you listening to? And they go, we're listening to alternative music. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, okay. So from that point on, I didn't want to be made fun of anymore. And I just... Uh, I just started looking up bands and researching bands and musicians and artists and getting obsessed with them. And I just talked about it on my music episode of uh, sight and sound, but talking about the lost art of looking through liner notes, man, I, I remember I yeah. used to ask my mom every, every Friday we would go to like this Mexican restaurant down the street, uh, not that down the street, but like probably 30 minutes away from us. And there was a record store right next to it. And she would always give me a $20 bill Back then, it was twenty dollar bill, a twenty dollar bill to buy one fucking album, which is ridiculous. And uh, I would sit; I, they would just wait for me in the car, and I would be in there for hours, maybe not hours, like an, an hour. And uh, they would have to come in and get me, and I would buy whatever album it was, and just sit there and read through the liner notes. I would find out about the bands that other bands were thinking, uh, you know, if if they had like influences or whatever. And I would research those bands. It's just a lost art, man. Yeah. Like, liner notes in general. I love buying vinyl, but even vinyl, they kind of skip out on it now, which no, is a huge yeah. problem. Like they need to, if you're fucking buying an album, yeah. they need to put liner notes in there. <laughs> like don't just give me the yeah. album. I'm going out of my way to buy it. No, completely. Like it's one of the things that frustrates me more than anything else is like, I used to love all that stuff. And like, it was, you know, when you bought, when you bought a record or you know a CD or a vinyl, it was uh, every sense apart from taste, obviously, because you're not gonna. I don't know what I'm gonna lick, but like you know, you can kind of, <laughs> you can smell the new record and you're sort of feeling all this, you know, this kind of amazingly printed stuff, and it looks beautiful, and you're hearing it for the first time properly, and it's like it just kind of kicks off all these different feelings, and now like, yeah. I mean, I mean, they skimp on all that stuff. They're, you know, you've got some beautifully designed sleeves, but all the other stuff. I, I love the little book. You're you're there. really making me think now about. You might know this, Jay. I'm not sure, but was it FIFA '98? When Had you could scratch, and scratch sniff. and sniff. You that could scratch like a, the CD, yeah. and you could smell like turf. Oh, I like, have no idea, but that is dope. It, it was, was one awesome. of the. There was, I, there I remember also, still having it at home somewhere. Yeah, was, there was also like a Gran Turismo, which you could smell like. Tire, burnt tire. Why did they smell. stop that? Scratch and sniff had like a peak in <laughs> so the mid nineties. <laughs> yeah. Jack like, White's probably going to bring that back because yeah. he's like all into weird shit yeah. with printing records and stuff. Yeah, he's going to be in does. like his little phone box recording booth doing scratch and sniff. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about reviewing vinyl on my YouTube channel just to like call out shitty people. I the most expensive <laughs> vinyl I own is an Adele vinyl. and um, Seriously? Yeah, it was like 30-something dollars. I'm sure just because it's Adele on vinyl and they yeah. think that any schmuck will just buy, pay that money for it. But 
it's so bare bones. I mean, it, they might as well put it in an envelope. It's like, yeah. it's the, the thinnest material. It, I think it just came with a poster of her. Like it didn't even have lyrics or anything. I was so pissed off by that. That, that was well, that's what I just bought the fucking Frank Ocean off. I mean, yes, I've got it three times, so it kind of made my money on it. But the fifty quid. Just brag about it, why don't you? And it's, <laughs> you'll get one in the post. So. What I'm saying is, is that it nothing. It was just a bit bland. I was honestly a little bit annoyed with it. Yeah, I just I, I, I wanted for buying like a couple of pictures or so. I got one picture of a man with blonde hair. Like that wasn't Frank Ocean. <laughs> it was just his mate in a car. I don't really want that. I want, like, maybe just just a little something. I mean, you should have Just got, some lyrics would have been nice. Or, like, I mean, you, you should have got the zine with, like, Kanye's little McDonald's. To be fair, he did have that <laughs> alongside, which did have everything else in it. But I didn't want to pay another eight quid for something. Up. Then again, I'd probably get three of those as well. So I could have, Yeah, uh, and you could have sold them for big money on eBay. Yeah. I, I, just, I just feel like today, because, you know, we've all, at least at least now we are paying for music, whether people want to agree with it or not, we are paying for music on Spotify. True. Uh, I mean, if we're going to go the extra mile to pay for something like that, at least make it worth our while. My favorite vinyl I have, it was like a, this band re-released two of their albums, but they did it on a double LP. And not only did you get both albums, you also got the CD with it and you got, like a download card. So yeah, yeah. you essentially got like eight Free albums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and like lyrics and an entire booklet of people talking about how this band influenced their, their bands. Like it was so rewarding. And I think I only paid like 20 bucks for it. So I don't know. It's yeah. just, just reward us for, for paying for your, your shitty music. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but also I think the other side of it is that, I can't really imagine, and maybe it's you know similar to you, coming from like a design background. I can't imagine uh, working on something for two years, three years. You know, again, a complete labor of love and like putting everything you've got into it, and then kind of not caring what people get when they actually have it in their hands. It's like to me, that's kind of the more important version of what you put out. And then Absolutely. the fact that it also translates well on Spotify is a bonus. But, you know, those people who go and make the efforts turn up on release day and have it in their hands, that's, they're the people I think I would be catering to if I was a musician, which I'm not. But, <laughs> yeah, I think it is a shame that you don't get enough of that. Yeah. So have you mentioned the song for your I haven't. pick? Right. I haven't, yeah. And so, I'll, I'll keep it brief. So the song I picked was Ben Howard's Small Things um, off of his album. I can't remember the name of it but uh that song is have you guys are are you are you guys the type of music listeners do you get disappointed when you find out about music like a year later like great great albums um i can't say i get disappointed i think we disappointed that we didn't find it earlier or yeah so i you know i i make my album of the year list and everything and that's one of my favorite things to do I remember hearing this song and this album a year after it came out, and I was so pissed that I couldn't include it on a on a list of some sorts. That is something I'm just oh, I know. yeah I'm just learning that now in the um, because obviously we've only been doing this for a certain amount of time. Um, I often hear things and think, oh, that could have fitted into that episode perfectly yeah. and way better than the stuff I picked at the time. Uh, 
you know that from the kind of uh, doing the podcast version absolutely I know that frustration but flipping it the other way if I uh, you know discover well you know I'm, obviously I'm not discovering them if they've made a load of albums but if I kind of find a band that I really love and then I realise they've got three other albums it's like for me that's such a treat I absolutely love doing that oh absolutely yeah I mean and this song for me represents that whole the whole idea of of a borrowed song because I remember hearing this song actually I don't think it was this song it was a different song um, for the first time and really really enjoying it but not going the extra step to listen to the full album and by the time that I did this Ben Howard was somebody at least here in America that a lot of people really really like they really really enjoy yeah. um not not the album that this song was on but the one before it Every Kingdom which was yes. 2011 which is when I kind of I I'm a big Ben Howard fan at least I was the first album that was when I was kind of getting into playing guitar a little bit more seriously so I was learning the whole thing back to front and it's quite a tricky album to learn as well so yeah, that he's a great guitar player. Big. Yeah, he's 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 much better than I can ever try to be. Um, <laughs> the second album that this song you're choosing is from, though, is one that I haven't actually heard a lot from, so I'm quite interested okay. To well, hear. see, this is why this conversation then I've had with so many people. I mean, this album, uh, or I'm sorry, the uh, Every Kingdom album that had a ton of crossover appeal across people that aren't even diehard music fans. Like a lot of people here in America, they like bands like Jack Johnson, you know, singer songwriter type of stuff. Mm. And, and that album really catered towards them. But then when I talked to them about this album, I forget where we were, his most recent album, nobody really listened to it. And it blew me away because that album is so much different than what he had done in the past. It's, it's dark. It's incredibly experimental and and I don't mean dark where it's like depressing or something like that, yeah. but just the themes of it. I mean, he was channeling his inner uh, Radiohead fan inside of him on this album. I mean, it is incredibly out there and experimental and I just, I fell in love with it. It is as close to a perfect album as I've ever heard in my life for me personally, just for what I like and I enjoy. And I was so bummed that I couldn't celebrate it when it came the year that it came out. Lovely. Well, I think he had he had an EP called the the Burr Island EP. Yes, that was just like in between the first and second, and I remember listening to that quite a bit. And it was you know it was a while after the first one, so it was kind of his newest stuff since then. And I don't know if those songs made it onto the second album. I, I don't think they did. Um, and I, but I really like that EP, so I will be in. I, I I'm actually quite amazed that I never got around to listening to. Yeah, so uh, so many people had. It's crazy. So so many people hadn't heard that, and, and it blows me away. And it's just such a stark difference from his every... Because Every Kingdom, I actually didn't care for it when I went back and listened to it after listening to this album, because it's a little bit more straightforward, yeah. uh, sort of what you might expect from a singer-songwriter sort of vibe. Yeah, and this, this thing is... It, it, I forget where we were, is completely like an avant-garde, left-field sort of vibe, and uh, I love it. It's just... Yeah, I can't give en- enough praises to it. Wicked. So, um, sorry, what what song are we playing from? The song... Small Things, is it? Yeah, the song is called Small Things. It's the first track on the album. I forget where we were. Oh, my mind Oh, down Mayflower Road again Waving sun Echoes from the 
was Small Things by Ben Howard. Um, I feel like I do actually recognise it. As much as I say I haven't really had that second album, um, I think I, I might have just had it on a couple of times, but I definitely haven't heard it all the way through, so I'm definitely going to do that. I like it's, it. definitely, it's definitely a mood album. Like It's one of those late night, whatever you're doing by yourself, just turn it on before you're about to go to bed or something like that. Yeah, although that sounded bigger than I was expecting. My it kind is of big, exp- yeah. My experience of Ben Howard has always been a little bit more refined, a little bit you know, smaller scale, whereas that, it, it felt quite expansive. Um, Absolutely. That's a I, good way to put it. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that aspect of it. So, yeah, big, great pick. So, three, I think, successful picks down so far. You're, you know, congratulations so, well, at this stage. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> right. So fourth pick, fourth blue, and this is always one that can be interpreted many many different ways. So please tell <laughs> us how you've interpreted this. Well, I I mean I just picked a song with the word blue in it, but Perfect. the reason I I picked uh, the Japanese house and her song Cool Blue. Have you either of you guys heard of this artist before? No, literally no idea. This is the I think the first one where I'm. I'm completely blank going in here, so yeah, you're going to have to fill us in, because I feel like Amazing. our listeners may well be the same. Well, this is I'm going to have to get on my phone, but this is another uh, this is another English artist. It's a girl, and I didn't know that for a very <laughs> long time, because Live she reaction. just has like a, a, a deeper voice. But one of the reasons I picked this song, obviously, is because it has blue in the title, but I, I really wanted to find some way to, <laughs> to work this artist into the show um, because it's it's an artist that not a ton of people know about, but she's starting to get more exposure. Uh, I think it's the drummer of the 1975 helps out with her production, so it's got a lot of cool and interesting bells and whistles going on in the song itself. And she almost always constantly uses vocal processing, almost uh, like uh, Imogen Heap, that famous song, whatever that song is called that she did back in the day. Obviously, Bonnie Bears used it on Woods and all over 22 a million. Yeah. Uh, she she uses it almost constantly. Uh, everybody I've Just shown this The whole this kind artist. of vocoder thing. Like the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she uses that all the time. And um, I, everybody I've shown it to hates it. They absolutely cannot stand it. Like, I I love that stuff. We talked about it earlier. I love, I love things being experimental. The vocals for me, again, that's another thing that I kind of put on. That, that's something that comes later for my enjoy, enjoyment. And I do like it. Being a Bonnie Bear fan, I'm obviously more attuned to crazy vocal effects and all that stuff. So I can appreciate it, but I almost just picked some sort of depressing, sad song because, uh, something to make you feel blue because I love depressing music. I just, I think it's great. I think it's amazing. I don't like happy songs. I do like happy songs. I like Drake, but yeah, (laughs) I I just, this is, this isn't a sad song by the way. I don't think it is, but are you a guy who, uh, so if you're feeling down, do you like to listen to sad songs to kind of uh, increase the mood or do you listen to like the happiest thing you can find to try and lift those spirits? You, you know what? Music never affects me in that way. When I do In the Galaxy with, with my buddy Michael, he, can't, he does not like to listen to sad music. He likes to always have like a positive vibe. And 
depressing music d- never does that for me. It never gets me more down. Um, I just I always think that dark and depressing things are just more interesting. Like whenever I've written music or I've yeah. written anything, I, I mean, you know, I, I just I just feel like things that are more sad have a little bit more depth to them. Like that's why I absolutely loved uh, a moonshape pool Radiohead's most yeah, recent yeah. album. I mean, I just love how conceptual that album was uh, from Tom York's perspective, from a band that's done so much in music to finally put out, out an album that has a, a single idea and to, to have it be centered around sadness and, yeah. uh, you know, separation and stuff like that. I just think it's fantastic. I feel like it, it's it's a harder thing to do to get those emotions across, I think, because a lot of it people yeah. bottle those things up. So when you get these songs that um, delve into those kind of darker areas of life and emotion and stuff, I feel like people will connect with them more because they've they've heard happy songs about the good times and whatever, but it's kind of maybe more rare to hear about the things that you maybe don't tell everybody about. So... I, I feel agree. a lot more closer to kind of not, maybe not sadder songs, but just deeper songs. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it. I feel like they they're almost. I don't know. It's hard. I feel like it's hard to make a disingenuous sad song. I mean, you can make a song that's very melodramatic. I think it's easier mm-hmm. to tell when something's melodramatic or over the top, but when something is very heartfelt or come from a place where you just need to get it out, like you have to express sadness or something like that, then uh, it's, it's more difficult for that to come across as, as fake. Uh, Maybe I might not agree with that in like an hour, but that's kind (laughs) of how I'm feeling right now. No, I I do agree. I think um, because there's, there's a humanity to it and it's, it's easy to, you know, sing a love song or whatever the you know the other end of the spectrum you don't hear many songs about um you know it was really sunny today and i (laughs) went and had a kick about in the park like people don't really make those songs generally the happy songs are love songs but like you know you can be more generic about that stuff i think um often the the sadder moments are the more personal moments so if you're then able to put that out in your art then you are being more introspective and uh reflective and probably are saying something which is more unique than, you know, the happy stuff, which... Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Right, so let's give this one a go. I'm really excited to hear it because I have no idea yeah. what to expect whatsoever. Yeah, and there's a big part of me that hopes that it's the exact opposite of, um, of what I'm anticipating <laughs> right now. <laughs> so as we don't know what we're teeing up here, because again, yeah. I've forgotten the name, Jay... Can you do the honors? And, it's uh, called uh, Cool Blue by the Japanese House. How can you wait and wash the rain? You soak to your feet, still you said you'd wait for me. And these things, they grow so old, and I'm never sure. So that was Jay's fourth and final pick of the old new Borrowed Blue selection. It was the Japanese house with Cool Blue. And uh, I'm going to say that 
I've enjoyed all of the previous picks, but that for me, that was right up my street. Me too. Also, just that I'm looking at four like covers. I think they're just sync covers for the singles and maybe one for an EP. And I'm really a big fan of those. They're like yeah. white background with like these like um, Spanish or some kind of like southern european eastern european kind of look on them like greek maybe i don't know yeah no, just, just architecture really i think big yeah. fan of those yeah yeah i'm enjoying that as well yeah something nice to look at as well as here yeah yeah the the whole package right now i'm i'm feeling like i'm absolutely 100% going to go away from this and listen to the japanese house what where if you can remember did you find them like what because obviously, oh, as yeah. we discovered whilst we were listening to that, they're from Buckinghamshire in England, so that should very much be our ballpark and not yours, yet you're introducing <laughs> us. So where did you find them? Well, I go on deep dives on Spotify, like similar artists, related artists and stuff. So, I mean, I just go down rabbit holes and just find... Because I have music ADD, so I'm constantly, <laughs> constantly, constantly looking for new stuff. But I think how I found out about her actually was every single Friday on New Music Friday, mm. I go through and I I give everything at least like a little taste. Like I'll I'll give a, get a little taste of every single thing that comes out. I think one of these EPs came out and I just listened to it and I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. So... I just dove in deep on that and I've been a fan ever since. And she's got, I don't think she has a full length album, but I think she has a couple EPs and it's enough to sort of get you through. It's a really Give easy. Listen. Taste, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Also, have you guys watched, uh, have you guys watched that Netflix show 13 reasons why? I have, yeah. I don't think okay. Tim has. No, she was, again. she was on. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. She, uh, she had a song on that uh, show as well. Oh, did she? Cause I yeah. did actually really like, there's a lot of like Joy Division. There's a lot of like eighties yes. uh, um, kind of Brit. There's some Smith stuff on there, I think as well. Like there's that, that it's got a very good music. Uh, it's got very good music. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Well, is that, is that the end of this? Tim? I mean, it, it kind of is. I, it's one of those uh, funny interviews. We've, we've not done many of them. I would say where it's kind of, you feel a little bit sad to get to the end yeah but at this stage oh. i really do it's been amazing to you know a kindred spirit i feel like in not just a musical sense but obviously the podcasting sense too it's great to have a podcaster on someone who shares the uh, passion for these things that we do uh, and been an amazing guest with four massive picks so first of all we really do want to say a really heartfelt thank you to you jay for oh thank you man being here uh Long overdue, as we mentioned earlier, and but hopefully not the last time. Um, well, I want to have you guys on one of my thirty-seven podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to well, have Tim come on to review a movie with me. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Well, no. actually, no. The funny thing is, I had an idea um, the other day when we were, when I was thinking about this, uh, which comes from something which maybe our listeners will be interested in too. So I will mention it now. There's so there's this. I've I found it now. Uh, there's a website which is called Ruth and Martin's Album Club. Uh, and what they do each week is they get like a, a famous person or like a relatively well-known name within Britain uh, to come on and they listen to like an iconic album that they've never listened to before and they review it. And I think I could fulfill that. I could come like one of... The, you know, those like top 100 uh, 
movies or whatever it is. I've seen zero of them. I could come watch <laughs> the first have Star you seen Wars. Jaws? I have seen Jaws, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> but I haven't seen any Star Wars films. No. I mean, I you're could... really not bothered about that, haven't you? No. I don't, yeah. You fucking twat. Yeah. <laughs> Harry's never read a book in his life, so. True. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've read Goosebumps when I was a kid. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, we'll come back. Um, as we say, it's been amazing to have you here, Jay. We're really appreciative of your time. And it's been a pleasure. Yeah. So as we always do at the end, we're going to say, you know, you're, as you've mentioned, a very, very busy man who has a number of different projects, which, of which we are big fans. Where can people find you? What do you want to plug? And yeah, what is coming up soon <laughs> as well? Because obviously the Legion podcast, which... I haven't seen the show, but I've listened to a number of the episodes, which I think is a a really big reflection of how good those have been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I don't, if anybody out there partakes in any illegal substances, I would uh, encourage <laughs> you to do that and watch that television show because it is a visual masterpiece. But that show's over. We're talking about uh, the leftovers right now on yeah. HBO, which is another great show. It's uh, we're, we're covering that on Sight and Sound, which is my podcast my bread and butter podcast can uh, i ask can, you one can i ask you a yeah. question about that is is your mum watching it and is she gonna appear at the end <laughs> to once again discuss it because that was great i loved no. that no she's not gonna watch that because it's the third and final season so she'd oh, have to no. catch up. talk about depressing that show the first season of that show is one of the most depressing television shows you'll ever watch but the rest of it is not as depressing it's still good regardless anyways um <laughs> it would be great to get my mom's take on that anyway uh <laughs> Yeah, Sight and Sound is my bread and butter. We talk all things pop culture, music, movies, and television. Our cornerstone podcast is Sight and Sound Weekly, where for like an hour we do a 15-minute segment on the uh, biggest topics of music, movies, and television for that week. So you can find us wherever podcasts are found, wherever you're listening to this. We're also on YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, We're on Twitter and Instagram at Sight Sound Pod. Facebook.com slash Sight Sound Pod. You can find me, Jay Williams, J to the A to the Y to the E on Twitter and Instagram. It's the same for both. Amazing. Stunning. It's almost as if you've done that before. <laughs> I've, done, <laughs> I've done it a lot. I also have other podcasts too. In the Galaxy, we review music for all you music fans. I also do a music, uh, I do Sight and Sound music every single Friday. I talk about the stuff that came out the week before, the week of, and the week after of, uh, whatever week I'm doing the podcast. So beautiful, extensive and brilliant. (laughs) And we cannot, uh, encourage our listeners enough to go and check these out too, because we're big fans. Um, been listening for quite quite a long time now. Since we started this podcast. Yeah. And we found you guys somehow and you found us. Yeah. I can't quite remember what the original link was, but, but it's been great. It's been a relationship that traverses the ocean. <laughs> something like that. There's no better way to wrap this up. Yeah. So we are going to ask you, Jay, to provide us with one final song to take us out on. All right. I touched on it earlier, but just because you guys weren't familiar with it and because I want to have uh, five, wait, no, four of the five songs that I'm going to pick all be English bands <laughs> or English artists. <laughs> it's going to be uh, Basement's song brother's keeper amazing keeper lovely stuff so finally a 
final thank you to you, Jay, to our listeners, to you, Harry, and to you, Tim. And we've been Trex. This is Basements with Brothers Keepers. Did I say that right? <laughs> Brothers Keeper. <laughs> yeah, keeper. Oh, no. This is Basements with Brothers Keeper. <laughs>